0: welcome to sound and vision conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process here's the host of sound and vision brian alfred sound and vision is sponsored by usa primed fredericks canvas supporting artists for 150 years primed in atlanta georgia with the widest variety of primed and unprimed cottons and linens on the market. I've been using Fredericks for a long, long time, and it's always been a great canvas to work on in a studio. You can find Fredericks in your local art store or at fredericksprintcanvas.com. Sound & Vision is also sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden is a company based in upstate New York and is committed to making the best artist materials for artists to make work with. You can get it in just about every art store, and online at goldenpaints.com. Yulia Ioselson was born in Moscow and spent her formative years in Tel Aviv and currently lives and works in London. She earned an M.A. in Painting from the Royal College of Art in London and a B.A. in Fine Art from Slade School of Fine Art in London. Recent exhibitions include Carvalho Park Gallery in Brooklyn, Bloomberg New Contemporaries, Leeds Art Gallery in Leeds, and South London Gallery in London, Wolves by the Road at Assembly House in Leeds, Something Else at Triumph Gallery in Moscow, The Origin of Who at Kravdat 16 Gallery in Copenhagen, and Varieties of Disturbance at Shelf Gallery in London. Her work has been covered in Harper's Bazaar, Russia, Afterview Art Review, Awk Art, and Young Space. She's a recipient of the Bloomberg New Contemporaries Prize and the Audrey Wickham Prize and has been shortlisted for the Hicks Award. I spoke to Yulia from her home, which since the pandemic has become her studio as well. Here's our conversation. Do you now have things changed for you since the whole... New world we're living in.
1: Oh yes, dramatically. Actually, um, I realized that I I can't do my uh, my massive paintings any yeah. longer. So at the moment, I'm in the studio, like hand built studio. You you can see all this um, cardboard uh, on the back. This is um, all the kind of cardboard from the suppliers, from art suppliers, so that I can do something. So the only paintings I can do is kind of like small ones, like this ones. Or yeah. so I changed the scale because I wasn't a um, kind of tiny scale painting person. So now I um, I'm adjusting to How
0: this are you reality. Finding it?
1: I'm finding it. Um, I'm finding it all right. Like one day, one day is fine. Another day is a bit depressing because, like, all of the shows, all of the projects, they've been postponed, cancelled, right. relocated, um, rescheduled, and I'm a bit. You know, I, I know. I, I mean, I'm a bit like, kind of OCD planning pre-planning person so i'm yeah i I wasn't really enjoying this kind of changes and i was in in denial mode for so long i was like no this can't be happening like we never experienced that and i thought i mean now i feel bad that i thought that it's another flu and nothing's massive we shouldn't be panicking and i remember i was like um texting my friends from the galleries and um, and my artist friends being kind of like, oh, what do you think about Corona? Is it really going to affect like the shows and the, um, the private views, um, the sales? They're like, no, um, all will be fine. Uh, you shouldn't be worried about that. Oh, Julie, you're paranoid. And actually, I believe that I was a bit paranoid because you know, watching the news and all this, all this kind of death rates from uh, from China in in the BBC headlines, I was a bit shocked. And yeah. uh, I mean, of course, I was I was not ready for this lockdown. Never experienced that. And yeah. also, like um, I, I wasn't kind of, um, you know, some people they enjoy working from home, and. Um, and uh, and they can and I, I I just can't you know I just I have um, I have a, like a tiny, like this room is the only room I can use it's like a tiny room in our apartment and um, it's definitely not suitable for for any art activities like or anything right. so that that was a bit shocking. Uh, but um, at the same time uh, now I have um, I realise how many things I have to do at home because I was just ignoring um, you know just yeah. kind of re- redoing some laundry or some um, I don't know like washing some some winter clothes like like doing, doing some basic activities I was just kind of withdrawing them right. postponing them and now I do have time to do that and um, I do some of it, but actually I am really inefficient at the same time. <laughs> now I feel like I have all the time in the world and I need to do like three, four things per day, but I just manage to do just one and not so grateful and not so great. And I was like, yeah.
0: So this isn't, this situation isn't really, um favoring a lot of your natural tendencies because like this isn't for someone who's organized and likes to plan things out and have things set this isn't good because this is unprecedented and no one knows what's gonna happen yeah and you your studio not being at home is ideal and now you're (laughs) and you work large scale so now you're working i mean you're getting tested here i guess
1: yeah i know i know and um I decided to, to test myself so that I switched to, to the smaller scale. and um, when I started it wasn't really it wasn't really great and now uh, now it's getting better. and I think now I'll be kind of more into um, small scale paintings and um, large scale paintings as well because before yeah. that I was just making massive paintings. Now, and, you, uh, yeah you
0: didn't start making massive paintings right like at some point you had to work small right
1: um no actually weirdly i um i felt myself i felt myself um better with um with large scale works I don't know why probably the brass strokes probably the the physicality of of the brass strokes and physicality of the movement that that was something um, quite striking to me with big scaled works um, probably it sounds a bit weird but I'm I don't know, I feel, conf- I feel more confident with big works because it's just like I feel some kind of human presence in them, I can relate this works to me because they, like the same scale as me, so like the human scale kind of works and I'm just I just feel more confident, and with small works, it's like entering the whole new field of composition of arranging of um, making different marks because I can't just do the full swing um, kind of brush stroke splash. I have to kind of manage my um, physicality as much as I can with the small works and also. The color combinations they they're different. Like I have to really plan it. I can't be spontaneous. I can't be that. If you um, if you say kind of reckless or physical, I have to be more kind of. Um, I don't know, like um, m- m- more pre-planned. I quite like it, but it's just so different, and I think this. Um, this corona situation definitely definitely opened some talents in me (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can
0: imagine you have to it's like facing just like facing those uh clothes that you haven't cleaned in a while or need to organize like you know you have to face some parts of the work maybe you've been avoiding in a way it's i when you were describing it i kind of thought of like you're like a hard rock musician who's now got to do an acoustic set a cappella or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, Spanish um,
1: guitar, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like you're not hiding behind distortion or you're not, like, the the emotion of it has to be controlled in a way or something, but, um, and I thought of Nirvana when they did their Unplugged set and it was so amazing, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm sure you're going to be making these great pieces. It's just probably not comfortable at first, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, um i think it's really natural feeling when you don't feel comfortable in um in not your kind of comfortable zone and uh everything is so challenging and um like for me it was like uh, kind of really close to panic when i realized that i can't do um i don't know like paintings more than like 100 uh, centimeters to um, 80 centimeters which is like a sketch to me Yeah. when I work in a studio and here is like the biggest scale and uh, like the usual scale I can do it's just the tiny ones and I have to just just to kind of um, reorganize my work process completely and um, yeah that's a bit challenging but as you say um, probably it's going to um kind of open up some new some new dimensions in my practice. Um I started doing a lot of paintings with soft pastel and oil pastel and I think I'm going to um I'm going to um to kind of to add this to my oil works as well.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm right there so, with yeah. you. I feel I feel yeah. comfort is so Like, I like routine. Yeah. And in a way, this is actually the situation of, like, not leaving the house and doing the same thing every day. I kind of like that routine of, like, the, you know, but at the same time, I, like you're saying, like, being able to control the environment that you're working in, you kind of have to give some of that up, you know, because it's not your studio. It's not the normal way that you're making stuff. So it's tricky. It, uh, It makes me really admire artists who built their whole sort of, you know reason for being on like just doing nothing but upsetting their own comfort level you know like a Duchamp yeah. or something like never having something like I don't know how to do it even like yeah. musicians like Mingus he would show up at a at a show and he would tune his bass to a different tuning so all the band members immediately were just like screwed up like they had to be like oh I gotta you know think on my feet and like quickly adapt to it and then imagining oh like working like that all the time would be <laughs> seems so stressful but it's, yeah, it's really admirable
1: <laughs> yeah it would be really stressful to me indeed yes I'm not um, I love my routine as well I love leaving the house early in the morning um, getting to the tube getting to the studio grabbing some coffee in a way um, going to the studio doing some sketches for like two hours then preparing some big canvases and now it's all kind of um it's all new now I'm spending like most of my time making sketches because I don't have enough space and only um like 30% of all my kind of art artistic activities I just make paintings so so it's really different but at the same time it's um it's kind of um I feel like it's it's like meditation as well. Yeah. So um before that I had um I had in a pipeline so many shows. It was like two week gap between each show and I felt that um it was a bit at the same time it was a bit too much but when I um accepted all kind of proposals I wasn't thinking of such a tiny gap between the shows. I thought that I would be able to to make all the works because usually I work quite quickly. Yeah. But actually I remember one night I was going to bed and I was lying in a bed. I was just, oh my god. Can I just chill for like two months not doing anything, watching movies with um with I don't know Michael Douglas just rewatching them again. Yeah. And just not doing anything. Can I just do that? And also um mom of my husband um she was uh, she was going to um to come visit us. And I was like, "Oh my goodness. Can this just be a dream? I just want to have some holidays, some I don't know, some quiet time." Just making some drawings, sipping some tea and not doing anything. And then, like, in a week time or two weeks' time. Wish granted. <laughs> Wishful thinking, yes. And I was like, oh, God, yes. Actually, I mean, like, on one hand, it's kind of um, helpful that, um, you know, you can just kind of stop, think about, like, what's you doing in your life, whether it's right or wrong, whether, I don't know... Um, you should probably change something, or or change something that you shouldn't be—I don't know—you shouldn't be doing, um, or I don't know, or or something that you put in your drawer and not just touching for some time, and I don't know. But I mean, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just jumping on and off because, like, I, I'm having so many so many thoughts about that, <laughs> and uh, like like. Like on one hand, uh, it's a it's a good time like for itself. on the other hand it's a bit um, it's a bit uh, anxious because like um, kind of going outside of this comfort zone of this pipeline of like things, it's quite scary because um, you know when you're in a productive mode and um, I mean end of March i I should have been ha- I should have had. This um, really big installation solo show at Daniel Benjamin Gallery, and I was really excited about that. I was receiving this massive uh, blocks of polyesterin or polyester, kind of this like massive blocks in which you kind of um, you kind of you make the sculptures, like you have to kind of to cut some things through. And, um, and like, I was kind of working full swing. And I remember I stretched all the, all like, all the canvases, all the stretches. I was just kind of ready to go on to the, like, new paintings for the show. And when this happened, I was just, like, I don't know, um, quite sad and yeah. quite disappointed. But at the same time... At the same time, the show the show has been postponed till October, so I have a lot more time to do all the things that's been planned, and not just kind of things that I I had time to do. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna so ask yeah.
0: because your work, just the look of the work, feels like drawing is a really integral part to it. Like the painting has like the feel of drawing in it. And then you mentioned that, you know, you're doing... When you would go to the studio, you start with drawings, and that's kind of part of the process. Um, Do you feel like you are going to be, in a way, kind of like getting more ideas and a little more generative, in a sense, and not just, like, finishing those ideas? You know what I'm saying? Because you'll probably be doing a lot more drawing than you might normally do.
1: Yeah, now I have a lot more time to actually think of... um different metaphors different anecdotes that i'm usually making paintings of um now i'm i have time to mix them together and i have time to plan my paintings more um i don't know just kind of they feel more organized to me they feel more color wise they feel more um they just feel more complete and now I have time to do like all the paintings that I have in my head. So I don't have this kind of this schedule when I have to, I don't know, just two hours per day making uh, sketches. Now I'm just doing it all the time and, um, and I'm just grabbing like new ideas from each one of them. Yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely changing something in my practice. It's definitely really kind of um, really good for the development of my paintings, because most of my paintings they happened, um they 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 tend to happen um, on my sketches. I'm am ju- just looking through I'm just flicking through my sketches. I'm yeah. usually making a lot of them, just a lot of them like different squares with different colors because. All of them, they start with the colour and only then I add to them, to them the story or metaphor or a joke or something that I find um, interesting and something that I want my viewer to kind of um, discover or to explore on the painting. So, um, so this definitely helps because I can just put different varieties of different metaphors the um, to the paper and um, I, f- I feel really free working on paper and then kind of translating it to the painting so I know exactly how painting is gonna look I know exactly what layers to do first and second um, yeah also I'm um, doing some um, Risa prints and nice. they yeah and they help with uh, with Wells projects and um, they helped me a lot to kind of to divide my paintings with different layers. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at like different um, different drafts and different sketches. And um, yes, I, I think the works, they kind of, they're going to develop a lot. Now I'm just waiting and now I'm just waiting for the lockdown to be over so that I can just um, get to the studio and make this new paintings because they'll be a bit different. Um, I mean, at the same time, as you say, um, like drawings is kind of, it's my, I don't know, like one of the most significant um, kind of um, things that I do before the painting. So um, I'm kind of training my hand a lot these days. This is the main thing because also also on my paintings, they're in transparent silk, and I can't really make any mistakes. And all the mix- mistakes they would be they would be visual because of the fluidity of the line. And um, it's just I just don't have a chance to make a mistake. I can't hide it. It's transparent, yeah. so I just have to train my hand. And I had some issues with that because you you know when your hand is not warm enough. You wouldn't get this this line, this brush stroke, uh, exactly how you kind of how you imagine that. So I think with a lot of drawings, with um, especially drawing with um, like soft pastels, something like which is not really smooth, it really helps um, with my brush stroke quality. It's becoming more fluid, it's becoming more kind of sensual, it's becoming more um, more like, more like a snakish fluid line. And I really enjoy that. And, um, and I don't feel disappointed with, uh, with my line because I do feel disappointed with lines sometimes. So I mean, did you always was, yeah. draw
0: that way? Like when you were a kid, were you always making line drawings and stuff? Is that something that's just intuitive?
1: Um, yes, I was, uh, when I was a kid, I was drawing on the walls, um, in the house. Yeah. And, uh, m- my mom, m- my mom, she never stopped me from doing that. Um, I have a funny story. I remember when, uh, my parents, um, they went, uh, they went somewhere, I don't know, they just left me alone in the house and I found my mom's lipstick and I just painted with this lipstick all over the sofa <laughs> And it was so great. I still remember this feeling of this really kind of fluid line just going so, so smoothly, so fluidly, kind of over the sofa the surface. And uh, when my mom came back, I remember she was crying. She didn't. She didn't appreciate my kind of artistic um, exploration. <laughs> she was just crying because apparently this um, this lipstick was like. Kind of really rare or expensive lipstick, and she was just saving up for that. And that's so funny. I didn't see
0: it was, I thought it was gonna be the couch, not so much the lipstick. Yeah, yeah, you see, (laughs) that's
1: that's that's that's, yeah, that's my mom. Yeah, (laughs) I know that's that's really funny. And um, yeah, since then, uh, yeah, she was hiding her lipsticks from me, (laughs) yeah, but then, uh, yes, I mean in our old house we have all the walls painted all, yeah. all the walls like uh, painted with me with with my lines and yes I mean I was always painting I was just um, yeah is it something I, you I th- thought something you magical. always wanted to do no actually I was really anxious about um, about realizing that is something I I'm really in love with doing um because like I don't have I don't like I don't have anyone in my family from from kind of artistic um artistic lifestyle or with any artistic background no musicians no artists no I mean like no one and literally I was a bit kind of scared to um get into this um I don't know artistic pathway I didn't know how it how it looked I didn't know like where to start and um then um in the school I um I dropped out actually I just realized that I just um I just couldn't I just couldn't do this um, kind of maths and uh, politics and economics and history I just couldn't do that and I couldn't realize yeah. how people do that uh, when they're not enjoying doing that and it like all my life was just turning into hell of this boring readings and I remember we were starting this Vietnam War and I couldn't remember any dates or names and I was like no I'm definitely I'm Like, like I'm not doing that. So, so I made this really trivial, really simple list of things I hate and I love and list, um, like the love list included art, um, PE, um, photography and music. And I was like, right, I think I'm done (laughs) because my parents would never approve kind of this, this thing. So, um. So I just decided to drop out and um, to go to art college. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was a long way to kind of, um, to gain trust from my parents again. Yeah. Because they thought it was just rebellious kind of activity from, from the teenager. But right. like the deep, deep down, I knew it was just, it was Right. Like, I knew that I would not be able to do it um, the other way. So, yeah, so then I went to Camberwell to do my foundation. And uh, then I went to Slade to do the BA and and then master's at Royal College.
0: Did you love it? I mean, when you got to be able to basically deal with the thing oh i loved it
1: yes i just uh i i I was just uh, constantly losing the track of time i wasn't really um doing anything else much i was just really i was really fixated to like different artists lives to their biographies to the interesting lifestyle they had to um, all these things that might inspire you i was doing crazy projects yeah. like uh the project with um like how many breaths the room could take, so I was yeah, so I was just kind of measuring the room with breaths it it sounds really um really kind of c- confusing, but actually it's it was quite easy to do. it was just like uh blowing the balloons and uh, yeah. just spreading them in a the room, so. And then you count how many kind of breaths you put in each balloon, and then right. you count them all. And and uh, so I was doing really, really interesting, weird projects. And, uh, yeah, I applied to Slate to do sculpture. I was really into Rachel Whiteread, um art and um, Melanie Jacksons as well. And interestingly, uh, Melanie Jackson was one... Um, was one um, who was, um, she was interviewing me and I didn't realize that was her (laughs) and that was so weird because um, like imagine kind of like being an artist and someone's telling you about your art in a really passionate way because I was just so passionate about her her beautiful, beautiful sculptures and... (laughs) i i i i I think that she didn't that she didn't realize that I knew actually that that was her because I just never googled herself i i I was just googling her artworks and just yeah. reading kind of the 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 books and articles about her work but not herself and I never saw her and then I remember I saw who was um was sitting um as a jury as a kind of as a panel and I was like, oh damn. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This was so frustrating. But, well, at
0: least yeah. you were saying positive things and not like, man, I really hate yeah. her work.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> that would be brutal. <laughs> that would be brutal, indeed, yeah. <laughs> no, that was fun, yeah. And uh, then it was four years at Slade. Yeah, fun. Yeah, that now, was amazing.
0: You yeah. So clearly you were much happier like studying art and and you could oh, jump yes. right into it but you said you also liked music too is that something that you just enjoyed or did you ever play any music or
1: oh yes i can play guitar and piano
0: yeah did you learn yourself or did you take lessons
1: no my mom she sent me to music school when i was 6 and um nice my mom she always wanted to be a musician she wanted to be opera singer yeah and um and that's why she pushed me. She literally pushed me into music, because I um, I was really good at it, and I just um, yeah. And um, I don't know. She thought that it would it would be something that I would love as much as she as yeah. she as she did. But um,
0: do you still play?
1: Um, no, I don't have piano. I can play. Yeah. Um, guitar. I don't have guitar at home, but I can play. Because I completed, like, um, all the grades.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what did you study? Did you study, like, classical?
1: Yes, classical. Yes, nice. like like all the classical music, like Mozart and all of that.
0: Well, now's probably the time to order a guitar online because you got a little extra time. You could brush up the scale.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I actually, I always had a dream, weird dream, when I was a um, teenager on doing the... Um, the punk rock band me and my best friend christine nice we were just yeah uh, skateboarding all the time just uh, listening to fallout boy and nirvana and uh, rock music yeah. and dreaming about having um the rock band like the punk rock band like good charlotte or something yeah yeah it yeah, yeah. was amazing cool.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah
0: <laughs> i was gonna ask that was gonna be my next question is like what kind of music did you like back then and that you like now and is it something like when you're in the studio are you listening to music or silence oh, or podcasts or
1: right um, when I'm in the studio I'm listening to podcasts and I'm listening to what I'm listening to I listen to rock music uh, rap music yeah and um, I think that when you when, I don't know like when you do music professionally then it kind of it subconsciously it just makes um it just makes you kind of to have a really good taste in music. Mm-hmm. And uh you know like you're just not into this autotune kind of music. You're into like the real music. Oh you mean like and technical
0: can, technical like, proficiency.
1: Yeah, and you kind of distinguish like real music and like this kind of made up music with like this autotune voices and um like all this kind of um like unnatural things And um, So yeah So um, I'm listening like all, all, all The different kinds of music But my favorite ones um, Rock music and rap music And all silence or podcasts
0: Well there's a lot of auto-tune these days In hip-hop yeah. and rap music Yeah so I know
1: f- I, I'm listening to the old ones Old school like oh, okay. Clan And um, like earlier Jay-Z of I, I have or, to say,
0: Wu Tang Clan, and your accent sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've yeah. ever heard. It, it sounds it's as as distinguished as Wu Tang has ever sounded. Wu Tang Clan, yeah. that's pretty good. Fluid, um, yeah. So that's a good transition because okay. the other thing that I want to talk to you about is subject matter. Because yeah. when I first saw your show at Carvalho Park, at that you know the show you had there. Yeah.
1: For a day,
0: yeah. What, what, yeah. So that's like a block from my studio, and I just happened to see your show and, oh, sweet. Really enjoyed yeah. it. And, um, but I don't, so I don't, I guess I didn't read a lot of, I like to come in fresh, or, um, that's another way of saying I'm, I just haven't done a ton of research <laughs> on what's going on with your subject matter, yeah. but it's really, yeah. um, interesting and engaging work. And I'm wondering yeah. what the subject matter, like, what the imagery is drawn from Mm. and then also has, you know, this current atmosphere we're in affected that at all?
1: Oh, it's so different. Um, My narratives and my work. You know, like every time I'm submitting some, um, some statements or works and I have to write about my work and it's just so, just so complicating because it's just... It's about all the different things I get subject matter from from all the things like from anecdotes from music from metaphors from some fun characters from some animation cartoons or from movies that's why I'm so drawn to like music movies and all other like art activities because I just uh, I just get all my feed from those uh, from those things and um and um yes it's 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 really different things i'm i'm drawn to humor a lot i do a lot of my um a lot of my paintings like about like different humor dark humor the show that you um that you saw at carvalho park uh the paradisos yeah. meaning like paradise uh me and kate Moths, the curator uh we just um We try to kind of, um, to create this kind of imaginary world, what it would be like if um, paradise um, would be now, would be today. Like in the works, there's a lot of cakes, there's a lot of snakes, and um, they have a lot of symbolism in them. I mean, all my works, um, like all my works, they're just about the symbols they're about the emblems so the cakes and snakes they represent this kind of indulgence and this kind of over um, like like that we um, kind of overproduce that we like over consume, just this over consumption matter that I was just um, putting together in that show that that show was just amazing because it just um, it just allowed me to show like big scaled work so I could uh, show the whole scenes which is also like the main um, the main focus um, in all my practice to be kind of drawn to stories so I could really explore that with Kate we just, um, we did that show within a month I I was just in my studio working non-stop um, and um, and i I was really happy with that because it was just kind of doing the whole new chapter called Paradisos of my practice. Mm-hmm. So I could really kind of get into that world of um kind of what paradise means to me, because I'm really kind of into um into all my fixated things, and they mean paradise to me. like I don't really eat sugar. Um, because I have this Hashimoto disease, and um, it's not really good for my health, so sugar was all was always like a really big subject matter on my on my paintings. Because I'm just I'm just being really, um, really careful with that. So it's kind of my type of he- heaven, and um, my paradise was kind of that thing of like overconsumption of like sugar. So painting this massive cakes with a snake with. with with the snakes which which is like um like a symbol of like overindulgence or the symbol of like um adam and um eve kind of uh being in a heaven and um um eating that apple and um kind of exiling from heaven um from doing that as well and um like all this like myths and um and emblems and symbols—they all came together really well in that show, and I could really kind of tell the story about that, like, um, like, what's the paradise like nowadays? Like, wh- what is it? Like, um, also, um, I remember I was just uh, really drawn to fragility of the paradise, so. Um, so the material that I used for that show was really responsive to that. Like the, um, the silk on which I painted and um, the ceramics. They're yeah. really fragile. I mean, they're really different, but they have um, kind of major compound which kind of ties them together, is the fragility. Yeah. And um, like... I was also concerned about like ecological situation like what's happening and um, this kind of fragility. I think it's the main emblem that we kind of should call um, ecological status at the moment. So kind of all these things, all these um, different emblems, um, I know I'm saying emblems a lot because all my work is just about like this kind of different like statements that I push through um, through different symbols it just kind of became a new um kind of um visual language to me so I was really happy about that so um yeah that show really really came together really well and I was really grateful that Jennifer um and Siyun they gave me this um opportunity yeah with Kate to to do this um kind of massive storytelling and um to put this massive scaled works in in the space because in London I didn't have chance to put like those massive ones anywhere because yeah. they were just too big they were just almost kind of hitting hitting the ceiling in yeah. my <laughs> studio when Kate came to the studio the painting was hitting the ceiling and she's like mm, do you say I was like do you think do you think this would fit in a gallery and um I guess she she went to the gallery beforehand um, because she came to London, and uh, she came to the studio, and she was like, "Yes, yes, Julia, don't worry. Yeah, this painting will be will be just fine on a wall." And I was like, "Oh my goodness! Like, what's the ceiling height in that space?" And when I came to the space, I was just—it was like a wow factor. Yeah. It's just massive and so beautiful and so aesthetically pleasing, and I was like, "Oh my god, am I in a dream?"
0: Yeah, it's an ideal space to see. It's an ideal,
1: it's an ideal, ideal, yeah, white cube space. Kind of L shape. Oh my goodness. Oh, beautiful.
0: How far is your studio? I know you're not able to work there now, but how far is it from where you are now?
1: So it's um, when I commute, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. But when it's, um, when it's by feet, it's, um, two hours or two and a half.
0: Oh, you do that so, sometimes?
1: N- no, but n- n- no, I, I did that just <laughs> once. Good. Um, I did that just once when I had to, when I had to collect my things from the studio. And, yeah. um, it was not that safe to travel or, right. um, I don't drive and, uh, I don't have a bike. So... I just um got two bags with me and I went to the studio just to grab some um some paints some some oil sticks. I'm just looking around what else I grabbed um some pens, some colored pencils some different different things so that um I could um work at home because i I had nothing at home like literally nothing yeah I had some magazines uh, a lot of books, but not um but not, like, um, materials.
0: So, you yeah, going... so that
1: was a long journey, yeah. Sorry, I was going <laughs> to say,
0: are you going to order Maybe. stuff online whenever you run out, or what's your plan?
1: Um, yes, I, I ordered something. That's why I have these boxes behind me. I'm also using these boxes to make new boxes, so, um, if, if I need to send something anywhere. Right, yeah. And, um... I mean, um, I ordered something, some stretchers, like the small ones, but it took ages.
0: Um, yeah, everything's to, taking sure, a lot longer. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, to send it to me. So, yeah. So, yes, it just takes a lot of time. And, um, yeah.
0: What about, um, what about community? Like, uh, were you, was your studio in a building with a lot of other artists? Or do you have a lot of friends that you're doing studio visits? Or, is there, or are you kind of doing your own thing?
1: Oh, I do studio visits with friends, and um, the studio that I'm um, that I'm in at the moment, um, it's I'd say it's it, it's it's a new studio, and I moved there quite recently. I used to be in a different studio in Brixton. Now I'm in uh, VO curation studios at Marylebone, and uh, yeah, I I have fun neighbors. I have amazing neighbors there. They're really fun. They're really cool and. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the community. I enjoyed people there, and um, the reason why I chose that studio um, and the reason why I moved to that studio was that I just um, I just knew everyone who was around me, and um, it just gave me this kind of sense of sense of comfort and sense of like um, health and safety at the same time. So that, um, I knew exactly, like, who are the people, like, um, whether they, um, not doing any weird things, because in, in the studio in Brixton, I barely, um, I barely talked to any of my neighbours. They, um, they just kept on, uh, kind of moving in, moving out, and I didn't know who was there. And, yeah. um, yeah. And also, like, um, yeah... I really miss that. I really miss this feeling of, like, coming to the studio, kind of being a... Like, going outside the building to to breathe, you know, to kind of... To grab some coffee or grab some food.
0: Yeah. And, are you, are um, you keeping yeah, the online portion of that, like, active? Or are you just... It's really video challenging. Video chatting with people and stuff, or...?
1: It's really challenging to do that. Um, I mean... I mean, people they're in different states now, kind of emotional, mental states. So yeah. um, I don't really want to be um, kind of abusive in 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 a kind of in a sensitive sense. Like I don't want to um, be annoying to these people because, um, like, some of them they're from um, they're international, like me, and um, I don't know like what's happening. Um, with the families, whether, like, my art talk would be something they don't want to have. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of, um, I think everyone nowadays are kind of um, keeping distance and um, kind of being with the families and not really gather because um, also, like, kind of visual gathering or like zoom gathering or like telephone gathering is so it's so different from, um, from normal gathering. Like, yeah definitely. And it just it just feels unnatural. I don't know. I'm probably I'm too old school but I don't know. I just I just don't feel the same kind of um, emotions that I feel when I uh, speak to the person face to face.
0: I totally agree. I mean, yeah. most of the time I'm doing these face-to-face, so it just can't yeah. happen right now. But I've found that, you know, it's pretty cl- – I mean, it's it's totally different in a way because you're not able to see the work and you're not able to really connect-connect in that sense. But at the same yeah. time, uh, I've noticed a lot more people are a lot more open to talking and people's schedules are opening up. And and a lot yeah. of people that I talk to, it's almost like they're they're sort of – um, thirst for just interacting is, is heightened yeah. because they are home so much that, that they're actually much more engaged when talking, like, especially over the internet, yes, that's which, true. Yeah. and it's enabled me to branch out and talk to people from a lot of, cause usually I do them in New York cause that's where I am. So, yeah. you know, I've been doing a lot more with artists that aren't based in New York, which a lot of people who are fans of the podcast will say. you know hey why don't you do more people outside of new york and it's just because i i do prefer to do them in person because it's it's just great to connect that way but i mean that's not an option so there's you know there's a silver lining there i guess
1: yes that's so true yeah yeah I, i know exactly what you mean but i mean um yeah it's a new kind of time being and um it's a new reality and um And I think that people would appreciate more uh, some uh, public gatherings, some openings, some, um, I don't know, like random kind of um, pub gathering. Yeah, definitely. Because it was just like a routine thing, It, it was just something so, I don't know, just so like everyday, so obvious and now... It's really something that we all kind of need. Like, I miss pastries a lot, like with coffee and before that. I mean, I used to be so picky and now I'm like, give it all, give it all to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, yes, I think. I'll take
0: anything I can get sort of thing, right?
1: Yes, I know. and um, But also at the same time, I think people will be more, um, I don't know, kind of panicky to this, um, to this health, health things.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because It's
1: just, yeah, it just affects everyone. And, um, yeah.
0: I think all yeah, germaphobes uh, yeah. will be feeling very comfortable in this new environment. Oh, They'll be like, see, this is what it was like all along for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just, I just keep on kind of thinking about this, um, Aviator movie with, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, when he was just washing hands all the time yeah and we all we, we all laughed at him we all thought that he was crazy and now it's our reality now we wash hands right every time we just i don't know do anything outside related we just yeah um, yeah i know which i yeah. i
0: guess is actually maybe a good habit to wash Yeah right? <laughs> just in general yes. to be kind of <laughs> clean is is pretty good <laughs> But like, you know, people be like, What the hell why is that guy washing his hands so much? And it's like, Well, I guess they're just being clean. It's actually probably a yeah. good thing. Yeah.
1: Yes, I mean, um yes, it's just it's just mixture of feelings, this yeah. whole kind of situation and and um but it ju- it just made me think about so many um kind of add ons I can do for the shows and uh like even even for some shows where I planned just installation, now I'm planning to do the whole kind of furniture set, because nice. now I know I would have time. Now I know that I can do all this kind of crazy ceramic repetitive sculptures that I was going to make and I just had them in my mind because I um, I didn't think that I would be able to, to really kind of have a go with them and now... Um, yeah, when uh, when I'm having um kind of I don't know like three or four months till till the show yeah yeah I, I can easily do it so so I mean there's positive things but now when um everyone's just locked in the apartment and um, like so many things happening um, on the news and um, we're just being kind of kind of paranoid about that and we're all kind of um grateful for nhs and i mean all these things they just um they just happen to be present now and um yeah
0: well to your point earlier hopefully we'll reconsider our relationship to the environment too because i think that's a big you know important factor for all of us moving forward
1: yeah, I I mean probably it's a tiny thing to, um, to talk about, but I uh, I realize that now, um, me and um, Costas, my husband, we eat all the food in the fridge. Yeah, us Nothing too. Nothing goes to waste. No. Nope. You're
0: you're very conscious of what you're using <laughs> and how much you're getting, and yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yes, and. Um, we don't overeat because we have to kind of plan and manage. And um, but y- you know how it's yeah, um, totally how it is now. Yeah, but also at the same time, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of grateful as well because I have all the time kind of I spent with my husband and um, yeah. he works in finance. And we just um, kind of we never saw each other, we just met, you know. During yeah. night time. Right, right. When I, yeah, you know, when I came to this, uh, like, from the studio at, like, 10 p.m. And uh, he was coming back from the office at the same time. And we just uh, we just spent together, like, an hour and then went back. Yeah. W- oh, there went you to are. Bed. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, see you tomorrow, exactly. And now we're just together. And, uh, yeah, I just feel it's just so good, you know, just yeah. to be... Just to be together because now, I mean, in a nowadays world when everyone's just hectically working, it's impossible. And um yeah, so it's kind of a nice family routine.
0: Definitely, yeah. It's it's yeah. kind of like a, a I think you're having something pause. similar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 uh, you know, and I, I have a son, so being able to spend so much time with him is great because i I leave town three days a week to teach and um so having that time is really nice, yeah so there you know for everything there's yeah. ups and downs to it all you know i'm i I'm a diehard optimist, yeah. so i'll I'll just look on the bright side of everything, even if it's really not so good yeah yeah yeah, so you'll have that show yeah, coming too. up yeah. in what it's October yeah. now
1: so the near i mean now i'm having um I'm in a group show in valencia in Spain mm-hmm. in plastic mars Mars gallery It's a really cool contemporary um gallery
0: i want to really go beautiful we were, show. you know it's really funny we were talking uh my family was talking about maybe going to Valencia because we just did yeah um uh, you, you know our Thanksgiving we did in Barcelona we are like oh it would yeah. be nice to go somewhere else next year and we were oh, thinking oh Bilbao
1: of, Valencia it's, Valencia it's would a, be nice. it's a heart of um, art in Spain it's not yeah. Madrid it's yeah it's Valencia and Bilbao
0: nice and so you have, that, you have that you have that show up now
1: Henry. Um, so I'm in that show um, then um, fingers crossed I mean everything I mean all all this kind of plans for the shows. I'll be starting with fingers crossed, fingers tentative, crossed, um, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I'll be having the show in in Korea in Seoul um, with another two um, amazing um, painters with um, Gabriella Giroletti and um, Sally Kinberg. Um So that for July and um, hopefully it's happening because I think um, the situation is improving in Korea nowadays as we speak and um, fall time um, yes I'm having all the shows um, all the March and May shows uh, the postponed shows and um, then in January um, will be um, another I mean fingers crossed um, solo show in Spain and fingers crossed, in uh, Italy later on in 2021 and um, many other projects, like another project in Kent uh, with 12 projects in November. And, um, yeah, I I, I think there'll be more than that in the pipeline because now no one knows what's happening and all the galleries, they're just trying to to get that kind of the show pipeline working again because it's just it's just just no one knows. Yeah. What's going to be happening whether people will be buying anything because now everyone's kind of in shock and uh, no one's really um kind of buying anything. So we'll see. We'll see how it's um going to go because uh, I mean it's clearly now that we're getting into recession and um, it just depends um, how hard it will hit um, with the art market and um, with the small galleries and uh, with emerging art. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no one knows, but we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably you follow like um, kind of, different gallery activities and some of them they're closing down some of them they just uh, being in this unknown state because they don't know whether they're gonna get funds or um but i guess like blue chip galleries they'll stay alive yeah because um yeah that's a different kind of um market and support and um everything but yeah we'll see
0: well where's the best um what's the best way for people to keep track of what, whenever these things do get finalized? Is it just your website or, I know you do Instagram too. Is that like the best place for people to keep updated?
1: Yeah, nowadays I think for all the artists, Instagram, it's, it's some kind of, um, I don't know, like portfolio, but like live portfolio that just right. changes all the time. and um, and they can also kind of have a look like at your life, like what's happening in your life. Um, because we all are curious about that. Right. And um, so it's my website, it's my Instagram, and, um, yeah, I used to have Twitter. I still love reading Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah, the I Trumps remember Twitter. Twitter.
1: <laughs> my favorite, yeah. Yikes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a fan. Yeah. And, uh <laughs> Um, what else, what else? Um, yeah, so I would say Instagram and um, and website that I have to update so Don't we all, with don't we all have to
0: update? Yeah? <laughs> I feel like everyone always has to update their website. It's just so hard to keep yeah. up with it when you're spending so yeah. much time in the, the here and now of like Instagram and stuff like that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's so true, yeah. So Instagram, I think it's the, yeah, it's the main kind of platform to to watch
0: right yeah well thanks for spending all this time to talk it was great to meet you
1: oh thank you for your time thank you